You're listening to More Than a Song, episode 46. And welcome to this episode of More Than a Song. My name is Michelle Nizat, and this is the podcast dedicated to helping you discover the truth of Scripture hidden in today's popular Christian music. My goal is to teach you to connect portions of God's Word with the songs you're singing along with on the radio, to help you meditate on truths that will transform your way of thinking and ultimately your life. Welcome to one more season-sensitive episode of the podcast. Um, I may not always follow the season so closely on this podcast. Don't worry, next Christmas I may not have five episodes of Christmas songs. But whether you're listening to this episode at the beginning of 2015, which is when I am recording this podcast, or sometime much later, I just want to comment on the idea that we all make resolutions. When I look it up, it's in its simplest form. A resolution is a firm decision to do or not to do something. And in American culture, this uh, idea of, of making resolutions generally happens at the new year. A fresh start, a time when our resolve seems firmer than ever. But don't let the date on the calendar cause you to wait to make some spiritual resolutions. But my theory is still, if it motivates you by the fact that it's early on in the year of 2015, then let's go ahead and use it and make some spiritual resolutions. Now, I resolved to create this podcast in November of 2013. I didn't wait till um, a beginning of a year to even resolve to create it. I launched it on February 27th with a resolve to create a new podcast each week for a year, and then reassess. And I resolved that it was out of obedience to something that God planted in my heart, no matter who was listening. If you want to know how this podcast all came to be, go ahead and jump back and listen to episode one. If you've never listened to it, it really kind of tells the background story. Now, although I was really hoping, you know, I I, I made this resolution saying I'm going to do it no matter who's listening, kind of hoping that at least, you know, my husband, my closest friends, my family would be faithful, somewhat faithful listeners. Thanks, guys. It means a lot. You know who you are. I had no idea, however, where God would take it. My resolution was out of obedience not results. So if I had one listener each week, I resolved that that was not in my hands, but God's. However, uh, in just seven more weeks, I will have reached that one year mark, which is just crazy to think about. And I honestly, I have no intention of stopping for those of you who are worried about that. Uh, But I've had some weeks topping over 1100 downloads. It's just mind-boggling to me. I think uh, that God really brought in the listeners that I don't know how to reach. And so I publicly want to thank God and thank all of you who listen and who are sharing the podcast. And my listenership really, really has grown organically, just people sharing and uh, somehow God leading uh, some of you to and just I've had I've had comments of people who found the podcast by doing a search in iTunes of one of their favorite songs. So it's just crazy um, how people have found it and what God has really done with this kind of stepping out in obedience in my resolution again that I made in November of 2013. 
Are there roadblocks to our resolutions? Um, even if our resolutions are scriptural and noble and good and be- based on obedience, there are absolutely roadblocks. Mine is pride. I have to be really careful not to check my numbers. I do check them once a week when I post a new podcast because, again, my results should have nothing to do with my resolution. And so, but if your resolution, um, if your resolution has to have, is a results-based resolution, not to check your results would be foolish. So like if your resolution is to lose weight or to change your body style or shape, not stepping on the scale or measuring your key body areas would be crazy. Um, so again, everybody's resolution and everybody's uh, response to that is a little bit different. Now, this week's song is entitled Resolution by Everfound, and it talks about two roadblocks that may just be common to some degree in all of us, and they are found in the chorus. And ghosts from our past. Hmm. Does that sound familiar to any of you? Well, I saw a film this week on television. I do think it is available on YouTube. Uh, I know it's available in Christian bookstores. I'm going to link to it in the show notes. It's called The Apostle Peter and the Last Supper. And I watched it on the Up channel, for those of you, if you have larger cable or satellite packages. And then I just checked, it's also on Netflix as well. But watching this movie really helps me, or really helped me this week, lean into the Bible interaction tool of remembering that the characters portrayed in the Bible are real. If, if you want my thoughts and a great song to remind us of this tool or this idea, go ahead and check out episode 41. The song itself is actually entitled Real, and it um, it's something that I mention on many podcasts. Just remember that the characters that you're reading about in the Bible are real, and by watching this movie, it really helped me. And the movie starts out with Peter in prison immediately prior to his execution. And the first thing that jumps out at me is that for some reason in my mind, I've kept the Apostle Peter in about the 30 to 40-year-old range and kind of like for everything and forever, I guess. And so the the movie immediately reminds me that he grew into an old man. Duh. (laughs) And with all of those years and experience and, and continued walking with God, he had really gained great wisdom. But he didn't always have that. And thus enters our discussion on fear and ghosts from our past from our song. So let me introduce you to Peter. I'm going to be all over the map today, but I would love it if you won't just take my word for the details, but explore these verses and scenes on your own in scripture. After all, that is our goal each week. I want to inspire you to interact with God's word on your own. I also found this great resource that lists all of the references of Peter's life, kind of with like a little summary statement next to them. I'm going to link to that in the show notes as well. I actually used that resource to help me put together my thoughts today. So hopefully it'll be useful to you. 
And then finally, before we jump into scripture, I just want to remind you that there are four gospels, some with similar accounts. Some of the gospels carry accounts that are not included in the other gospels. And I don't want this to confuse you. God has inspired all of them, but the personalities of the authors shine through in the details and the descriptions that they use. So when I say, I'm getting ready to say, let's meet Peter. And when I say that, We actually meet Peter in all four Gospels, but for the sake of today's podcast, I'm going to pick one. Does that make sense? So anyway, we meet Peter when Peter meets Jesus. And John the Baptist had been gathering followers. Uh, Even though he was a bit eccentric, he was really speaking truth. And I really believe that truth draws people in. And so Andrew was a disciple or a follower of John. But when John declared one day, he sees Jesus walking along and he points to him and says, Jesus, uh, behold, the Lamb of God. And so as soon as that happens, John turns and follows Jesus instead of John, because ultimately John was the forerunner or the person that was going to point to Christ as the Messiah. And so Andrew, being a good disciple, knew that. Not only did he turn and follow Jesus, but he also ran to get his brother, Simon. So wait, I thought you said you were going to introduce us to Peter. Well, I guess Jesus does that in verse 42 of John chapter 1 when this happens. It says, Then Andrew brought Simon to meet Jesus. Looking intently at Simon, Jesus said, Your name is Simon, son of John. But you will be called Cephas, which means Peter. Now, interestingly, Simon means herd and Peter means rock. And I also want to point out the fact that Jesus didn't really replace Simon's name. He added a name of rock to it. And so we'll find this pretty indicative of Peter's personality, this idea of rock. He can be strong. But he can also be stubborn and hard to get through to. So it's interesting, um, Jesus' name for Peter. So who can forget the scene where Peter walks on water with Jesus? Now, Jesus and the 12 had been ministering. He sends them on ahead. And while the 12 were in a boat, this terrifying storm comes up. And they thought they were going to die in the storm. And then they see a ghost walking on the water. No, wait, it's Jesus. And so then this happens in Matthew chapter 14, where it says, Then Peter called to him, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. Yes, come, Jesus said. So Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on the water toward Jesus. But when he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. You have so little faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt me? You see great faith and great fear in the same scene. And I've had moments of great faith and great fear in the same season of my life. But I mean, this was like first step faith, second step faith, third step fear, fourth step sink. (laughs) You know, can any of you relate to that? So that's an interesting scene. I'm going to jump to another one. 
we see uh, in, in John, the Gospel of John, we see this scene. Now, re remember that Jesus had many followers, many disciples, not just the 12. Now, the 12 were like the inner circle. And there was a season when many of Jesus' disciples desert him because his teachings were just getting too difficult to swallow. And at this point, okay, so John chapter 6 says, at this point, many of his disciples turned away and, desert and deserted him. Then Jesus turned to the 12 and asked, are you going to leave also? Simon Peter replied, Lord, to whom would we go? You have the words that give eternal life. We believe and we know you are the Holy One of God. By the way, that is this week's memory verse on the resource that I give away to my subscribers. Now, in, in uh, Matthew, so that happened in John. What a great response, though, right? I mean, are you going to leave me too? Are you going to desert me too? And, and then Peter, just so wise and so strong. And, um, you know, he, he says, Who, where would we go? And, and then in Matthew, when Peter declares that Jesus is the Messiah, Jesus actually replies to him in verse 17 of chapter 16 in Matthew. He says, you are blessed, Simon, son of John, because my father in heaven has revealed this to you. You did not learn this from any human being. So, this is like permeable Peter. This is this is like truth revealed by the by the Holy Spirit is able to really get through and really permeate his life and then he speaks it out and then Jesus almost congratulates him and says, "Great job. I mean, this didn't come from you. This came from the Holy Spirit and, you know, score a point in the great job column for Peter." But then we just keep reading right there in Matthew chapter 16 and then we see this scene. Uh, it, Jesus replied in verse 17, you are blessed, Simon, son of John, because my father in heaven has revealed this to you. You did not learn this from any human being. That's what I just read. Verse 17. If you jump down just a few verses, I'm talking a few, like verse 21, it says from then on, Jesus began to tell his disciples plainly that it was necessary for him to go to Jerusalem and that he would suffer many terrible things at the hands of the elders, the leading priests and the teachers of religious law. He would be killed, but on the third day, he would be raised from the dead. But Peter took him aside and began to reprimand him for saying such things. Heaven forbid, Lord, he said, this will never happen to you. Jesus turned to Peter and said, get away from me, Satan. You are a dangerous trap to me. You are seeing things merely from a human point of view, not from God's. Okay, really? I mean, first, Peter is blessed because he spoke of things that could not have been revealed by any human being, and then he is cursed for seeing things merely from a human point of view in just a matter of few verses. I mean, is this a pattern here? Step faith, step faith, step fear, step sink. I mean, just like the scene before. So why... Why does that make me feel better? I, I mean, I just, I, I do. I feel better when I understand these truths and that I understand that these people actually physically walked with Jesus, the Messiah, saw him, heard him, listened to his stories, listened to his teaching, um, were his friends, and yet had such difficulty understanding truth and, and you know, speaking on one on one sentence straight from God and the next sentence just straight from a human point of view. So just really understanding their humanness and weaknesses, better yet learning from them, really helps us in our own journey with Christ. Thus, 
the importance of studying the Word of God and really knowing these characters completely and and doing this kind of study that we're doing today, like a character-style study. Now, remember how I said that the Twelve were like the inner circle of the disciples? Well, Peter was in like the inner, inner circle. There are, there are a few places where Jesus takes Pete, Jim, and John, I like to call them, or Peter, James, and John with him, and he leaves the others behind. And in this one scene on uh, the Mount of Transfiguration, this is one of those scenes where he's taking Pete, Jim, and John with him, this inner, inner circle. And it says in Matthew chapter 17, six days later, which, by the way, six days after Jesus' sharp rebuke of Peter's comment, you know, the one where he called him Satan. (laughs) Well, Jesus took Peter and the two brothers, James and John, and led them up a high mountain to be alone. As the men watched, Jesus' appearance was transformed so that his face shone like the sun and his clothes became white as light. Suddenly, Moses and Elijah appeared and began talking with Jesus. Peter exclaimed, Lord, it's too wonderful for us to be here. If you want, I'll make three shelters as memorials, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. But even as he spoke, even as Peter spoke, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and a voice from the cloud said, This is my dearly loved son who brings me great joy. Listen to him. The disciples were terrified and fell face down on the ground. Then Jesus came over and touched them. Get up, he said. Don't be afraid. And when they looked up, Moses and Elijah were gone, and they only saw Jesus. As they went back down the mountain, Jesus commanded them, Don't tell anyone what you have seen until the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. Oh, I just can't even imagine experiencing that. I mean, just think about how... Characters from our favorite books or even from the Bible come alive when we see them on the big screen, you know, and to actually see Moses and Elijah in person. I mean, Peter and James and John had to be floored, obviously, you know, to see Jesus, whom you know in your heart is the son of God, but you just can't get your mind quite wrapped around it. And to hear the voice of God himself out loud I mean, when you look at Peter's response, it's kind of goofy, you know, looking back on it now. Look, I'm going to, you know, set up some tents for the three of you. I mean, do you ever, do you ever look back on your experiences and wish you would have taken them in more instead of trying to do something with them? I mean, I wonder if Peter responds this way. You know, I'm kind of like this with photos. I loved a scrapbook, although uh, with a family, a full-time job, this podcast, I really don't make as much time for it anymore as I used to. But I still take a lot of photos, even if it's just a post on Facebook and Instagram. And there are times when I wish I would have taken a photo to commemorate an experience. But then there are times when I feel like I'm taking so much effort to commemorate the experience that I'm not spending enough energy experiencing it. So I wonder what Peter thought of when he recalled this experience. I wonder if he thinks, oh, that was just naivete or epic fail. I mean, did he beat himself up about it or just focus on the memories of what actually happened? Can he still hear the voice of God or could he only hear his own voice? Hey, Jesus, let me set up tents for the three of you. How about this nugget just kind of sewn into the depths of Peter's memory? One time, a rich man 
came and asked Jesus how to inherit eternal life. And after Jesus' answer, the rich man uh, goes away sad and crowds concluded that it would be impossible to receive eternal life when Luke reports this in, in chapter 18, verse 26. Those who heard this said, then who in the world can be saved? He replied, what is impossible for people is possible with God, he being Jesus. Then Peter said, we've left our homes to follow you. Yes, Jesus replied, and I assure you that everyone who has given up house or wife or brothers or parents or children for the sake of the kingdom of God will be repaid many times over in this life and will have eternal life in the world to come. Wow. How often would these words of Christ bring Peter comfort and hope as he molded them over in his memory? And there are so many more references, not the least of which is the time when Jesus predicted that Peter would deny him three times, and then he did. And then the forgiveness and restoration when Jesus post-resurrection asked Peter to feed his sheep three times, and then... In his uh, first post-ascension sermon, Peter calls people to repentance and over 3,000 come to faith in Christ in just one sermon. I mean, Peter's experiences are all over the map. Plenty of fear and ghosts in those memories, don't you think? And this is where the movie that I talked about earlier actually helped me put this idea into perspective as it relates to Peter. I'm going to link to the actual scene that I'm talking about right here in the show notes, but here's the basic summary of the scene. Peter is in a prison cell, and it has just been decreed that it will be three days until his death, and he's being visited by a demon who asks him to deny Christ, quote, as you did before. Harsh. Uh, Peter responds with prayer and a proclamation. He confesses his forgiven state. But I'm, I'm telling you, if that is not a ghost of your past coming to haunt you, I don't know what is. And I'm certain that it was not the first time that that ghost tried to haunt his memory. So what about you? Will you let fear hold your heart back this year? Will you allow yourself to be haunted by the ghosts of your past? Or will you fix your eyes on Jesus and run the race set before you? Like in the second verse of our song. Run the race, my feet are steady. I'm on the edge, there's no more waiting. Tomorrow's come and I am marching on. With Philippians 3.14 says, I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God through Jesus Christ is calling us. Allow the life of Peter to give you perspective and hope as you ponder God's word this week. And you can use this week's song too. Let's end it the way the song begins. Counting down, it's so much closer. What seemed forever now is over. God bless me with a persevering heart. No matter what this year will bring me, I'm ready for a new beginning. Wash over me and keep me marching on. With eyes. Counting down, it's so much closer. What seemed forever now is over. 
kind of like bye-bye 2014. God blessed me with a persevering heart. No matter what this year will bring me, I'm ready for a new beginning. Wash over me and keep me marching on. So what's next? Well, use this week's study resource as a tool to read over the areas of scripture that highlight Peter and his experiences. Pick at least one gospel, and if you have time or if you're willing to make time, compare them all. And then while you're in God's Word this week, would you let me know how you're doing? Hop on Twitter or Facebook, and let's talk about what you're learning. Or leave a comment on this week's show notes, michellekneesat.com forward slash 46. I mentioned a memory verse resource earlier in the podcast, and I wanted to let you know how to get that. Uh, I create free memory verse resources, and I get those out to you uh, when you subscribe to my website, michellekneesat.com. It's the easiest way for me to email you those free resources each week. It is truly just a gift to you to thank you for listening. And so when you subscribe uh, at the website, then I will send you an email link, and you can download a desktop tablet and smartphone wallpapers and there's also a printable resource for you each week and that verse generally is related to the podcast that week and it just helps you keep God's word front and center for the week and hopefully keeps you focusing in on what we've been talking about for that week and then next if you like this podcast would you mind sharing it with others um and also, would you mind reviewing it? Uh, it really helps give me credibility. So if you go to iTunes, uh, you can give me a star rating and a written review. And then potential listeners will listen to the review, note how recent they are, and it really, again, gives me some credibility. And as always, if you take the time to review my podcast, I will take the time to personally thank you right here on the podcast. Well, that's it for this episode of More Than a Song. One of my resolutions this year is to understand what God's Word teaches me about love and how to better live it out. So it leads me to next week's song, Evidence, by Citizen Way. And again, if you liked this episode, would you mind sharing it with others? I've made it really easy. With just one click, you can share via Facebook, Twitter, or email. Just head over to michellekneesat.com forward slash 46. While you're there, I'd love to hear from you. Click on comment to join the conversation. Until next time, take time to meditate on God's word and consider his ways.